Good morning. morning. You guys ready for the word? (laughs) There we go. All right. Um, So today, I want to try to continue in the momentum and kind of try to build on a declaration that Jeremy made last week. Who was here last week? Oh my gosh. If you were not here last week, you should watch it online on YouTube or you can listen to it on the podcast. It was so good. Um, And so one of the declarations that Jeremy made, he made a lot of them, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, Go back and listen. But one of the ones he made was that it's a time for open Bibles and open altars. You remember that? It's on the screen. Everybody remember that? You could just feel it in the room when he said that, just the resonance of yes. Uh, that's a good word. Amen? Yep. Yes? yes? Okay. So if you have a Bible, you can open your Bible. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> to Genesis chapter 11. I mean 12. Sorry, 12. Or if you don't have a Bible, you can open a Bible app. <laughs> Everyone has a Bible now. Um, Genesis chapter 12. So God had told Abraham, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household and go to a land that I will show you. Okay. So I want to pick up in verse six and see what happened when Abraham got to the land that God was going to show him. Okay. You guys ready? Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to, and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Okay, then it goes on to to tell the story of Abram in Egypt. He comes out of Egypt, and you can go to chapter 13, verse 3. It says, From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram and Lot separate, and you can go to the very last verse in chapter 13, chapter, I mean, verse 18. So Abram moved his tents and went to live near the great trees of whatever that name is at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. All right? You guys good? So I want to try to talk about some of the, the significance of these altars that Abraham built. Okay, you guys ready? So first, uh, I want to talk a a little bit about what altars are. Okay, altars are places of consecration where we bring a sacrifice that makes a declaration about what we believe. All right, I'm going to say that again. Altars are places of consecration where we bring a sacrifice that makes a declaration about what we believe. Okay? 
So there are three elements to that type of altar that I just described. The first element is consecration. Okay, consecration means it's a place uh, that we set aside as belonging to that which we worship. Okay, consecration means it's a place set aside as belonging to that which I worship. Then sacrifice is the price we pay to worship what we believe. Sacrifice is the price we pay to worship that which we believe. Sacrifice is the fuel that powers our declarations. Sacrifice is the fuel that powers our declarations. Okay? And then the third element is declaration, and the declaration of what we believe is demonstrated by the altars that we build. Declaration uh, is... The declaration of what we believe is demonstrated by the altars that we build. Okay? You guys okay so far? So just like Abraham, we don't build just one altar in our lives. We build many. Okay? So every time we enter a new territory, every time we have a new experience, every time we make a new decision, um, it's an opportunity to build an altar. We build an altar to something. Okay, and we, what we believe determines the altars that we build in this new territory, in this new experience, in this new choice. What we believe uh, determines the altar that we build in that place. Okay, altars are not just built to the Lord. Okay, altars can be built to anything that we, um, any person or thing or idea. Okay. So at the center of every altar is something or someone that we have given highest authority to in that area. And then we pay the price to worship that belief. And then that price fuels a declaration that builds a monument to that belief system. That's an altar. Okay? You guys okay? All right. You following me so far? All right, so I want to talk about an example from the life of Abraham that might have um, influenced him to know how to build the altars that he built when he reached the land of Canaan, okay? So when God came to Abram and he said to him, leave your country, Abraham was living in the land of Ur. And Ur was in a region that became known as Babylonia, and Ur was this neighbor, this neighboring city to the city of Babylon. And in Genesis chapter 11, the chapter right before God comes to Abraham and says, leave your country, it's recorded for us the beginnings of the city of Babylon and how it started. And this would have been a story that Abraham grew up hearing. Okay? So I want to read it for you, the declaration that started the city of Babylon. All right? This is in chapter 11, if you want to go there. Verse 3. This is their declaration when they started building the city of Babylon. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Okay? 
So this was not just an innocent or ignorant mistake where they just didn't know what they were doing. Scripture specifically mentions that they used tar instead of mortar. And the reason for this is because tar was a substance that was very similar to what Noah used to build the ark. And it was used to keep out water or to withstand the water. And then they said, we're not only going to build it with tar, we're going to build it high in the sky so that it's elevated over any kind of flood that the Lord would send. Okay? This was a deliberate act of rebellion and defiance against God's mandate after the flood to go and fill the earth. They made this declaration, we will build a city for ourselves to serve ourselves so that we may not be scattered over the face of the earth. And if God tries to stop us, if he tries to send another flood, we're going to be ready this time. We're going to build a place that keeps the water out and rises high above any flood waters because we will make a name for ourselves and God can't stop us. Yikes. This was a place, uh, this was an altar. This was a place of consecration to my will, my desires, my authority. I will elevate my authority over the authority of the Lord. I will decide for myself what I want. It's consecrated to me, belongs to me, and the Lord can't come in. It's a place of consecration. And then they said, Then they made it a place of sacrifice. We will pay the price to build monuments to our own strength and our own power. And then from this altar, there rose a declaration. And what was that declaration? We will build, we will make a name for ourselves. Okay? And thus, out of that declaration, Babylon was born. And Babylon became the culture that all throughout scripture opposes the culture of the kingdom of heaven. And it still does today. Okay? You guys okay? (laughs) Um, So Babylon was born from a unified agenda of self-promotion, self-protection, and self-worship. Okay? Um, It was born from this declaration of, I will build what I desire. Okay? Or in language that we are more, is more familiar to us today, it's my body, my choice. I can define for myself what love is. I can create the standard of my own righteousness. I will make a name for myself. And anyone who opposes me um, is just a tool of the devil. This is not from God. Because I will build what I desire. And that is the culture of Babylon that is still alive in this world. And the church is not exempt from the influence of this culture, right? Okay. When we see a church that is more dedicated to building monuments to make a great name for one person more than they are an altar to the Lord, that's a sign that it might be influenced by the wrong culture. Okay? Does that make sense? Um, Also, when there's this, this battle for this is what belongs to me, and when you have leaders who are above question, and anyone who questions them or opposes them is 
oh, you're just, you're just being a tool of the devil because I'm going to make a name for myself. Okay? That is the influence of Babylon. Okay? You guys okay? Listen, we have to know what altars are. Because not only do we have to build altars to the Lord, we have to deconstruct the altars that are stand in opposition to the altar of the Lord. Okay? You guys okay? So let's go back to Abraham. And after this story um, of Babylon and this story of the declaration of the roots of Babylon, and we will make a name for ourselves, this was the declaration that came out of the altar of Babylon. We will make a name for ourselves. The very next chapter, God goes to the neighboring city of Ur, and he says, hey, Abraham, I will make your name great. I will make you into a great nation. And you're like, wait a minute, isn't that just what they said over here? They wanted to make a name for themselves. And God said, no. And so then he comes to Abraham, and he says, Abraham, I'll make your name great. I'll make you a great nation. See, the desire to be great and the desire to do great things and the desire... To, to build great things, that's not wrong. It's just whose words are we building that foundation on? Is it God's words to us or is it our words to God? Is it what God has declared to us is it, or is it what we have told God we, we desire? Okay? Whose place have we consecrated it to? Have we consecrated it to ourselves and we've kept God out and we've consecrated it to make our name great, or have we consecrated it to the Lord to make his name great? Okay? You guys okay? So Abraham goes to the land. He gets to the land. He sees the, he sees the Canaanites living, to the land, living in the land, and he walks through the land. And instead of building a city, the city of Abraham, instead of building a monument to his name and saying, oh, the Lord says he's going to make my name great. Let me build something that shows that my name is great. Instead, he built an altar. And every place knew that he went, he built an altar. And he made a choice every new place he went. I won't build a city to myself. I won't build a monument to my greatness. I will build an altar to the Lord. And with every altar, he made a declaration. This is not my land. This is God's land. It's not about my name. It's about his name. Okay? God says, hey, Abraham, I'll make you a great nation. And And Abraham says, great, I'll make you a great nation. And God says, Abraham, I will give you this land. And God says, great, I'll give you this land. And, Abraham, and God says to Abraham, I'll make your name great. And Abraham says, great, I'll make your name great. These are altars to the Lord. You guys okay? (laughs) All right. So I want to land right here because I want us to have a time to build some altars. Okay. Um, Every time Abram, Abraham, or Abram, every time he built a new altar... It's also important to understand that he had to continue to make a choice to declare what he believed in the middle of what he did not see. Between every altar that he built, years had passed. And he still didn't own the land. And he still didn't have an heir that would produce descendants that would own the land. He still didn't have his name great. He still didn't have a city. Uh, 
And he had to continue to declare what he believed in the middle of what he did not see. And sometimes, like, we can become disappointed at what we perceive to be delays in the promises of God. Like, God comes to to us and he has these declarations over our life. And so we, we wander around looking for him. And when we're wandering around looking for him and we don't see him, we can be consumed with emptiness and disappointment and frustration. Right? And so we consecrate sometimes, we consecrate parts of ourselves or parts of our new territory, we consecrate them to these emotions of disappointment and defeat and frustration and we can like sometimes we can give it to the Lord for a while, but the longer it goes, the more we're like, I'm gonna take this to myself and I'm gonna build a monument to my disappointment. And it becomes an altar that we feed and we sacrifice to, and that fuels a declaration about what we believe in our life. Okay? Does that make sense? Um you know, <laughs> or Um, At other times, we can decide, it can be so easy when we're sitting around waiting for something to decide that we can just build it ourselves. We can just go do it. We can just go take possession of it. It's just right there. We can go do it. Abraham was a very wealthy man. He could have gone and purchased the land at any time. He could have gone and said, you know, I want to start here. I'm going to purchase this land. I'm going to start building. I'm going to start like creating a space. But God didn't say that. God said, Abraham, I will give you the land. That means God will give, (laughs) not I will go and build. Okay? Does that make sense? Abraham had to make a choice to, when God says, I'm going to make your name great, Abraham had to believe and make a choice and make a declaration with his altars that God's going to make his name great, and that's on him. My job is to make his name great. And when I make his name great, he makes my name great through him. He makes his name great through me. Okay? Does that make sense? Um, so it, it, it's not, it doesn't take very long to go and build it ourselves, Right? That's easy. Um, it takes time, though, when God wants to build it through us and we have to surrender because that takes time that takes relationship that takes an altar where we have to lay down what we feel what we see what we think what we believe and we have to we have to declare in the middle of our disappointment in the middle of our questions in the middle of our frustrations we have to declare what we believe about the Lord okay you guys okay? <laughs> um, it's really, really quick to own something. Owning something is, is quick. It, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's temporary. But it takes time and belief in the name of the Lord to steward something. Because when you're stewarding something, that involves inheritance. And inheritance means I have to go and receive what was here before I got here. And then I have to pay attention to legacy. That means I have to to steward so that I can hand it off to the next generation. And that means it's not about my name. 
It's not about my moment. It's not about my time. I'm stewarding something that came before me, and I'm handing it off to what comes after me. That's relationship. That's the kingdom. That's stewardship. All right? That's making his name great and not our name great. All right? You guys okay? Let's stand up. So I, I just wanted to give us an opportunity to just... in any new territory you're in, any new experience, just to build an altar and declare what you believe about the Lord. But mostly like in the middle of disappointments, in the middle of delays, in the middle of frustration, build an altar and declare what you believe about the Lord. Like say, I will choose in this moment, in this day, in this disappointment, in this delay, in this frustration, I will choose to declare that the Lord is good. And I will choose to declare that his name is great in every situation, in every circumstance, in every season. I will, I will consecrate this place, this place in my heart, this place in my life, this belief, I will consecrate it to the Lord. And I will not elevate my voice above the voice of the Lord. And I will not let the voice of the thief come into holy ground. He's not allowed in holy ground. This belongs to the Lord and he can't speak into it because he's a thief and he's gonna lie and he's gonna steal and he's gonna destroy. And this is holy ground. This is my declaration. I will not build a monument to my pain. I will not build a monument to my disappointment. I'll build an altar to the Lord. And I will declare that his name is great and I will elevate his voice and I will exalt him and I will bring my questions and I will bring my disappointments and I will bring my failures and my mistakes and my successes and everything and I will lay it on the altar. And then I'll ask the fire of God to fall on my altar, on my sacrifice, because when his fire falls, it reinvigorates me with the fire of God and with the belief in my destiny and what's in front of me. Because it's not about my name, it's about his name. And I will build an altar to the Lord. You know, another thing Jeremy said last week, he said, and he said this a lot, but he said this last week too, like the time for celebrity Christianity is over. The time of like seeking out that one man that's like got the right answer, the right prayer, the right, like that's over. Like it's time for the body of Christ to arise. And that means I learn to build altars. I learn to deconstruct the altars. See, part of the see part of the problem with the culture is like we go to that one person and we receive this prayer and we get like miraculous breakthrough and then we go back home and we still have the altars to our idols. And we're, we're sacrificing to those altars every week and it's fueling the power of the declaration that's holding us back. 
We've got to learn what we sacrifice fuels our declarations about what we believe. And we will choose in every season, in every circumstance, in every question, in every delay, I will build an altar to the Lord. I will make his name great. I will steward my inheritance and I will leave a legacy because that is the kingdom of God. It's not about our name, it's about his name. And this is holy ground. This is an altar to the Lord. You guys are free to come and worship. You're free to be released. This is the Lord's space. This is the Lord's moment. This is the Lord's voice. It's his declaration over us.